This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Joey on from Jumpstart, and our topic today is rest ethic. We've all grown up with work ethic uh, from our parents and, and teachers and all of that, all the church, church members and all that stuff. But Joey and I are actually going to explore rest ethic and what we can do there, what we need to do there. So why don't we get into introductions? Joey, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself and Jumpstart? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on board. Sure. And, uh, you know, it's always great to chat it up with celebrities like you. So oh, stop. It's stop. Uh, <laughs> Internet HR famous. That's nice. Yeah. Well, I'm Joey, uh, Joey Price. I'm the founder of Jumpstart. We're a HR consulting firm. Um, I started it 11 years ago. And um, I also host a weekly podcast called While We Were Working. And that's where myself and uh, my consulting practice manager, Summer, uh, we tackle some of the HR topics that people may not have been paying attention to because we were so busy working. And so I'm, I'm not hard to find on the web. It's just Joey V. Price HR, or you can Google Joey Price. I'm sure the right, the right name will come up. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to dive into this topic and kind of talk through the origin story of it all. And what I think it could mean or should mean for workplaces all across the country, maybe even across the world. So, you know, you and I are ish are about the same age and grew up kind of in, in the environment of work ethic being maybe even workaholic being uh, a norm and maybe even a good thing uh, or seen as a good thing or, or good character traits. You know, he's, He's a hard worker. He's, you know, works hard. He's always working, you know, that type of stuff. We didn't, we didn't hear a whole lot, at least growing up about resting or giving, giving back self-care or any of those types of topics. So how did you get to, you know, on one extreme work ethic and on the other extreme, how do you factor in or how do you think, how should we think about rest ethic? Well, I think I got to this point of, of throwing out the term rest ethic because after a 10-year march in running a business full-time, doing this and committed to it day in and day out, I realized that the biggest gains and the um, best inspiration and when I'm really hitting my stride is, is when I've had rest. And um, that's not a, a new concept for me. I, I, I grew up, you know, when everyone was saying work hard, work hard, I was the kid that was like, well, I want to work smart, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily want to have to um, labor four hours for something I could have figured out and, and cracked the code in one. And so 
at some point though, you have to, you have to unplug, you have to rest, whether you're working hard, whether you're working smart, you've got to leave room for your mind and body to recharge. And uh, it's not an unfamiliar concept for me in my, in my past. Uh, in undergrad, I was a kinesiology major, um, which is a study of exercise science. And so, you know, the things you learn about what it takes to be a successful athlete, they apply to the corporate world as well, but we don't always kind of look at it that way. So in the same way that the best workout plans are where you work out four days a week and you rest three, um, that, that also works for the best, the best and impactful executives and, and folks in the corporate space where, you know, you, you keep your boundaries, you take some rest, you unplug when you need to, you fill your cup when you need to fill your cup. It's interesting. I saw a post on LinkedIn yesterday and I thought about you because it was a guy, picture of his family. And he said, for the first time ever, I went on a vacation and didn't check email, didn't check text, didn't look at social media, didn't do anything, totally disconnected. And a part of me was like, well, that's cool. And a part of me was like, well, that's sad. Mm. You know what I mean? Like part of me was like, well, it's cool that we're at this place and you know, that we've kind of got to a place where we can also, you know, acknowledge, Hey, you know what? I had a problem. You know, I was working in in a way that was just, I thought was efficient or I thought was good and there was a better way to work. But it was also kind of sad as I, as I, as I, as I thought about it, I'm like, dude, he's, he's in his fifties and he's just now, you know, finding that spot. And I think, you know, this is, you know, as you grew up, you were thinking about working smart. You know, not everyone does that. You know, not everyone does that. And not everyone does that today. So how do we, how do we teach people how to rest? I think we have to model it. I think we have to model it. I think, you know, for the guy that you saw on LinkedIn who said, you know, I, I took time and unplugged with my family and my job, I came back and my job wasn't on the line and my company didn't burn down and all these things that we fear happens on the other side of rest. Uh, I think we have to model it. There need to be more pictures of folks on vacation with their family or at home, you know, doing DIY projects. Uh, because if we don't model it, you can teach it, but you know, there's things you learn in school, but then when you get to the real world, it's like, yeah, that's not how it's done. So the more we can model it, um, the more that we can show that it's okay to take time off, show that it's okay to uh, delete, you know, your mail app from your phone when you're on vacation, uh, then I think we'll see a shift. It's interesting because we're, we're talking about inclusion and giving space and belonging in a, in a, in a really kind of interesting way these days. And this is, this is yet another kind of way to think about this of, of thinking about, okay, you know, the way we used to think about work is that the building would burn down if we weren't there. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember back in the eighties, I worked for a guy and I worked for Walmart at the time. And I remember walking to the store with him and he said, yeah, I want to work about 30, 35 hours. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm probably working a hundred hours a week at this time. 
I'm thinking to myself, that is so far from my reality. I have, we have nothing in common. He's like, William, the, 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 the store, the, the business should work better without you than yeah. with you. And that was, you know, a long time ago. And I'm, and it's like, I still remember those words today. It's like, you don't need to be there. And if you're there, that's actually a problem. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot that we tie our identity to um, yes. that has to do with work. And um, I, I've said before, and I've, I had to learn this the hard way as an entrepreneur, but, you know, I always say uh, now, um, if you, for folks that are looking to start a business, if you, if you want to be the guy, or if you want to be the girl, you know, that'll, that'll get you to six figures. But if you want to scale beyond that, you have to not want to be the guy or not want to be the, the girl. You need to have systems and a team and people that will help you get, get to where you want to go. Um, beyond that that number and so we tie so much of our identity to showing up being present laying up putting our hands to things uh, when really sometimes our best efforts are leading through people uh, empowering our team around us um, coaching folks um, and still you know showing that you're a valuable member of the team but not in a way that you know, you can tell you're trying too hard or you, you can tell that, oh, this person, like their job is their life. Right. Right. It's, and I love that you've tied back identity to this because I think you're right. I think so many people think work is life. And it's like, well, actually, no. <laughs> life, <laughs> comma, um, yeah, work is important, but but it, it is. There's so much that's wrapped up in identity, and again, it, it we've learned these things. We can we can unlearn them. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's not genetic, you know. It's not like we we pop out and we 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 learn these through, as you said, modeling from other people that we you know either aspire to be like or whatever. But you mentioned a word present. And I was thinking to myself, as I was thinking about when you said it, I'm like, if we're working that much, are we really present? I don't think we're present where it counts. Yeah. I don't like, think we're present where it counts. Um, I don't want to throw that that guy from LinkedIn under the bus. but No, no, no. You know, think about the 50-year-old the executive who has that aha moment when their kid's 14, 15, 16 years old. And they're like, this is the first vacation that Teddy wasn't on a laptop. Well, you missed out on 14 other years to, to really be present in somebody's life that, that really, really matters. And so uh, I, I think that when we are working these 60, 70, 80 hour weeks, we're not present in our home life, whatever that looks like for, for people. Um, but also I, I do wonder if we're really truly present uh, for the folks around us uh, at work, or if we're just even going through the motions or more obsessing about goals and outcomes than we are on team development. Yeah. I've got a friend that always kind of beats, beats down the, the KPI mentality. He's like, you know, 
every everything's KPI and and that's all we care about. It's the outcome, the outcome, the outcome. And and that's what's gotten us into this place is you we care so much about if the efficiency of the outcome, more of the outcome, whatever it is, is that we've forgotten that the, you know, these are human beings. And, right. and and human beings have lives and they have hobbies and kids and dogs, you know, all this other stuff. What's what's the role? Because the challenge that I that I'll that most people will have is what's the role like career management used to be mm-hmm. and maybe it still is to to some degree today is it the employee's role is it is it the company's role like who actually helps with monitoring or forcing vacations or whatever like who 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 does this because i'm worried about like a lot of people, I'm worried about post-pandemic, if there is such a thing, um, that we go back to business as usual. And I'm worried because like business as usual, it, it's so far ago that we forget that it wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not, If we pine for 2019, um, you know, uh, there's a problem because it wasn't that great then. But the, the two questions. One question is, is how do we actually structurally get discourse and maybe even process and programs in place for rest ethic? And the other question is, is do you fear, you know, uh, do you fear after the pandemic's over that some of these things you wrote? Well, I, I do think uh, to answer that first one, some of these things will erode because we as humans have a tendency, the further we are away from something, the yeah. less we value the lessons learned from it. Yeah. I mean, I'm as a as a side note, I'm I'm running through this uh, this podcast on um, American elections and what it's telling me or what I'm gleaning from it is like everything we're seeing now and over the past 12 years with the various folks that have been in office, like America has seen this before. We've seen fraud, rumors of fraud, disrespect, racism, all these, all these different themes that like we just didn't learn the lessons from them. And so they repeat themselves. And so I think that kind of, um, can play out in our workplaces too, right? We, we right. might forget why did we go to, to a, a work from home economy and why did we tell people, hey, you know, if you need that, that 12 to two block to, to run an errand or pick up your kids from school, that's cool because we trust that you'll get the work done. Like we will, we will forget that. Um, but, but what systems do we need to have in place to have some sort of rest ethic? I think it starts with the values of an organization. And if you really do value humans and the human experience at your work, uh, then you can't just have everything revolve around um, productivity-driven KPIs. Right. I think you have to create systems where uh, work can be distributed and shared. 
Um, I think you need to evaluate uh, time off utilization and time off policies. Um, I think even coaching managers on how to assess and ask questions to get a sense of if people are burnt out or not and how to effectively lead people through that. Um, so so it, it's everybody's responsibility. As the employee, you got to know if you're running hot, you need to raise your hand and say, hey, I need a couple of days or I need to schedule some a vacation in the near future so that I don't go, you know, towards burnout. Um, but then organizationally, though, and this is part of what I love doing with, with Jumpstart and our, our clients is like you got to create the systems that produce the outcomes of uh, emotionally, mentally and physically well people at work. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. When I owned an agency, I used to tell people, if I drive by at night and the lights are on every once in a while, that's okay. If the lights are on more than, more than, more than, more than that, there's a problem. Mm. Like I would, I would look at it like that. Like that means people aren't living their lives and people aren't sharing, you know, the time with their kids and, you know, exploring their hobbies and doing all the other stuff that's outside of work. But, you know, I'd look at it kind of like if it happens occasionally, eh, you know, that that's work. That's, that's, you know, that's just kind of the way that sometimes it plays out. But if it's, you drive by and Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, it's like, okay, that that's an indicator. You, you've got yep. structurally, you've got a problem. Um, you mentioned values. And what, what I find fascinating about that, and I, and you, I know you were going to get there and you probably, you, you probably already did is leadership, you know, because you, you started with modeling mm -hmm. and, and the people that need to model this is in, in my mind, if your CEO, your founders, your board, et cetera, if they model the values and the, and the model rest and model things that are the opposite of burnout, you know, you know, we, you know, whatever that is, they model their vacations. Like it's, it's, you know, like I think, I, I think there's positive ways to show from the C-suite. Hey, listen, yeah, our CFO. Yeah. He's uh, him and his wife are going to Aspen. Like, cool. Like that's, that's not just for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's means it's okay for you to go where you want to go. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think you're modeling again. I think when you, when you, when you said modeling my head, I went to leadership. Yeah, you're, you're right. And one of the things that we do internally, um, we're on Slack. I feel like everybody's on Slack, but we're on Slack and we have a, we have a channel called uh, the family fridge. And uh, anytime someone says like they're going on vacation or, Maybe they're going to, uh, you know, pick up a new dog that they've just adopted or whatever the case may be. We're all like, OK, we'll put it on the family fridge or it didn't happen. And that's just kind of our way of showing everybody like we value time off. We value you having experiences. Uh, we value you sharing those experiences with us. And hopefully that's like positive peer pressure for someone else to say, you know what, 
I should take that time off because I want something cool on the fridge too. So yeah, you've got to, you've got to model it. Um, my team, part of my, my goals is like with my, my monthly ops team, I was like, okay, don't let another month go by without me scheduling vacation. And so they held me accountable to it and I got it done. Um, but, but you have to have modeling at the top for, for it to permeate through your organization. Do you think time off should be mandatory? Yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm not ready to say that every organization is an unlimited PTO organization because right. that model doesn't work for every um, way of work. I'm not sure it works for any, but um, I'm willing to I'm willing to engage if you, if you think it does work. Because my experience with unlimited PTO is that there's more peer pressure for you not to take time off than it yeah, is. Yeah, when... yeah. It, it it it. I think even that is branded wrong. I think it's more right. discretionary than unlimited. Right. Right. Because if someone wanted to take 364 days of PTO, I'm sure that that it wouldn't be, I mean, it would be a problem. Right. Just like, you know, golden corrals and all you can eat buffet. But if, at one point they close. Yeah, at one point they close. <laughs> they turn the lights off at one point. Don't you have home? <laughs> yeah. yeah. At one point they, they ask you to leave. But yeah. So, so discretionary is how it really should be branded. Um, but I do think it should be mandatory. It should yeah. be mandatory. We did uh, shift to that unlimited discretionary PTO only because it works for our, our model right. with regard to like work share and how much time we work with the clients and so on and so forth. Um, but prior to that, we did, we did use or lose. Right. Where, right. Um, you, you had to take that time off because you earned it you yeah. know, as much as you earn the dollars in your bank account or in your 401k, you earn the ability, you earn the ability to rest and you know do whatever you wanted to do with that time how do you think we you know when people listen to this they're going to say they're going to shake their heads yes and then they're going to all then they're automatically you know hr people then they're going to automatically go how do i how do i justify this like how do i eh, ROI terrible how do i talk to the cfo about this how do i talk to my peers about this how do i implement something like this so you deal with clients all the time and I, you know, obviously it comes up in your business. How do you, how do you get them down the path? How do you get them started down the path? I guess. Yeah. It depends on who you have to talk to. Um, there are a few levers that you can pull. I mean, there's plenty of research out there that shows that rested people are more productive. Um, your employee experience is better. Um, you can also look at what's trending with with leave and PTO and the ability to, to work from home. Uh, we just did it. We covered an article on our show a few weeks ago that said that remote jobs are getting seven times more applicants than uh, in-person jobs. And so you have to also look at PTO through the lens of the talent market mm -hmm. and um, you know working from home isn't the same as as taking a day off but it sure beats having to put on clothes and come into the office that's right so so you have to look at pto as either 
keeping people at your organization or um, forcing them to go apply at other organizations. Which is, which is for me, it's, it gets back to that authenticity of the leadership and values and how you model it. And if you're modeling it, you're modeling it on your, you know, your careers page, you're modeling it in your job descriptions and you're modeling. I mean, these are, these are important social justice, you know, D and I, um, your environmental strategy, like this is just as important as those things is being able to, to model, Hey, we care about this. And yep. we're not just, these aren't just words on a page. Here's actually how we care. Like, uh, I love the example that you gave of like Slack channel. That, that's a, that's just a fantastic, when there are people listen to that, you should go create one. Like, that's just a great idea of getting people to then encourage people to then go, Hey, we care about your whole life. Yep. Not just the, the thing that you're doing for us. Um, Joy, this has been, this has been wonderful. I absolutely, I appreciate your time. I know how busy you are. I just appreciate your time and I appreciate talking about this topic as well. It's been a pleasure and hopefully we inspired some folks to take time off and uh, tell their teams to do that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks again, Joy. And thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at Recruiting.